so I am, I am very proud of myself. It required taking risks. It required kind of breaking some, some social barriers or some self-beliefs that I had. And so, so I'm very proud of myself for, for doing that. And I think within the context of, of this conversation, one thing that I really do love about myself is the fact that I'm willing to, to push beyond what I think is possible for me and I'm willing to go out of the comfort zone. And I think it, it comes back to knowing what's important to you. A thousand mile journey starts with a single step. Hello everybody, this is Shweta Dalmia and welcome back to another amazing episode of The Clientpreneur Show. Today we are talking to Daniel Hartz, the founder of Sustainability Champions. Sustainability Champion highlight people protecting and healing the planet. Daniel has built an extremely strong community of 128,000 people and the community is growing and growing. I hope today through this conversation we are able to empower you to be the best version of yourself. We are able to empower you to keep pushing yourself out of the comfort zone. We are able to empower you to walk on your path fearlessly, to walk on your path with all the courage. And let me tell you, you have all the courage just inside you. And if you haven't already followed Sustainably Champions and Climb Up on Instagram, please go, do follow us. Next in the conversation is Daniel Hartz from Sustainably Champions. So, presenting to the world, Daniel Hartz. Daniel, welcome to the Clampenor Show. You know, you have presented to the world so many sustainably champions and I feel honored to be presenting your story today. So, welcome. Thank you very much, Shweta, for having me on the show. It's great to be here. Thank you, Daniel. So, Daniel, I want to actually start from, because, you know, we are also uh, like a media company and we are also like sharing positive stories, stories of grit, stories of resilience, stories of hope. And I know that building something like this is difficult. So, I want to know from you that what was the most difficult part or is the most difficult part of your journey of building sustainability champions? I suppose um, the, the most challenging part at the beginning was really understanding our angle and how we wanted to talk about sustainability. Uh, ultimately, Sustainability Champions is um, it's a growing media channel that focuses on, as you sh- said, sharing stories of, of hope and, and resilience. Um, I like that word grit as well. And, and really the, the thesis or, or the idea behind Sustainability Champions is to counterbalance the uh, negative news about the environment in the media. Uh, There's just so much negativity. uh, There's a lot of doom and gloom. Um, And so Sustainability Champions is showing that actually there are people all over the world who are taking action and Mm -hmm. seeing these challenges and are focusing on solutions. So um, in order to actually find a way to position that in uh, in an easy to understand format that's fun, that's Mm -hmm. hopeful, that's um, engaging and educational, Mm -hmm. took a little bit of time. And, And now that we've found found it. I think we've been uh, enjoying the success of that. And, and really, hopefully, I think a lot of people are, are enjoying the content and, and feeling good and uplifted by it as well. Yeah. So Daniel, when you say that you're enjoying the success of that, I want to know from you that what does success mean to you? So success, that's a, you can look at that question in so many different ways. Um, we can look yeah. at success from a personal standpoint, you know, as me, me as an individual, we can look at success from the point of view of, um, you know, financial metrics. We can look at it from the point of view of of mm-hmm. the amount of uh, value or uh, impact that we're making. And I, I suppose within the context of this conversation, I look at it from the point of view of impact and um, 
and value that we're bringing. And when I say success, what I'm, what I particularly mean is sharing with many people at the time of this recording, we have 122,000 followers on Instagram, uh, these yeah. wonderful innovators and, and people who are, who are working mm-hmm. really hard to make a positive impact on the environment. And, um, when I say success, what I'm specifically referring to is the comments that we receive um, from people who say, uh, you know, who tell us that they finally found a community of other people who are also working hard to protect and heal the planet. Sometimes, especially um, in, uh, especially in, in sustainability, what I what I'm seeing is that people sometimes feel completely, um, I suppose, cut off from others and they sometimes feel like they're the only ones who are taking action but actually that's that's not quite true there's a lot of people all over the world and so sustainability champions is showing that that there's a community here and if you are taking action even if it's something small that you think may not be that consequential there are others who are doing the same and and we want you to keep going and you very well said that, you know, like, Daniel, this was one of the reasons I started Climate Pano, like, once I did my master's in climate change. Because, you know, now when I talk to these people, you know, there are such amazing stories. Like, there was this one person who actually set up Urine Bank in the college. Mm-hmm. And just imagine the kind of social stigma that person has went through. Now, people today see that he has saved millions of liters of water. Mm-hmm. But to do that, there was different journey he went yeah. through. And, you know, like, I was amazed at how did you do that? I think... That is one of the most beautiful elements to me. And, you know, I just I, like remember that one moment of, that we have had was when a listener just you know wrote a very sweet message that how one of the conversations really got her from her lows to her highs. So I want to know from you, Daniel, that what has been, you know, the most gratifying moment or a moment when you felt like that, hey, Daniel, this is for me. This is what I was meant to do. I think the most I can't. I wouldn't say it's one specific moment that is the most gratifying. It's mm-hmm. multiple moments, yeah. um, sometimes multiple mm-hmm. times a day. It's it's really a feeling of kind of joy and alignment mm-hmm. that what I'm doing is it just feels good. It feels right. Um, yeah. And when we first, when I first started Sustainability Champions, it started as a very very small. It was just it was a podcast and that that was it and i did my first Mm -hmm. recording um with actually with my with my dad um and stepmom and just talking about you know the work that they do because they live they live uh in Mm -hmm. the countryside and um it was just so much fun to just hear this and have the opportunity to talk about it for an hour and then the second podcast episode i did was with the um the senior manager of sustainability. Um, she's now the director of sustainability at a large tech firm called VMware. Mm-hmm. And after I completed that recording, when I when I hit the record button to end it, I was just so excited and so full of life <laughs> and joy with this idea that, you know, yeah. I'm actually collecting stories and sharing it and I'm I'm taking action myself mm-hmm. in a way that I want to and, and in a way that feels good to me. And so, and this, these types of moments just continue throughout mm-hmm. the day and, and every week and every month. And it's now been, um, three years. I started on January 1st, 2019. And it's been, you know, three years. And just throughout, 
just throughout that journey, there's just these constant little reminders of this feels really good and I'm, I'm really enjoying this. I'm having yes. a great time. And that to me, I think is the most gratifying is, is just, it, I feel like I'm on the right journey and um, yep. I'm on the right path ra rather. And this journey is just so much fun. And that feeling is incredible. Like I can understand what you're saying. And like, I totally second that. Also, Daniel, that sometimes, you know, like walking on this path, especially I'm talking now about climate media, since you are someone who has built a beautiful platform, I would say. So this was one thing which I uh, heard when I started out that, you know, uh, this is an NGO. This won't ever be a business. You can never make money out of it. And these are certain things which I now get like here from small Instagram pages or small people who are actually starting up. What would you say that... Do you think that there is even a business in the climate media space? Because I have heard this thing a lot that this is an NGO. There's no business attached to it. You should probably look something else to, you know, say earn. So what are your like thoughts on it? I think I'm not sure that I actually agree with that. I, I think you can make it an NGO or a nonprofit if you mm -hmm. choose. Um, and there's certainly no, there's nothing wrong with that. It really just depends on, on your approach and what you think is appropriate and what feels right for you. But I think, you know, if you are looking to start a business and you are looking to actually get into climate media space in a for-profit manner, uh, I think, mm. I think it's absolutely possible. And I, I think that it's, um, that there's a lot of space for it. If ultimately climate media, I mean, there's, there's multiple ways to do it. I, I see sustainability champions as, as kind of a multimedia I suppose, magazine, if you were to call it something, because we really just, um, we talk about a wide range of, of topics and we're presenting various people and eventually topics and, and ideas and stories. Um, but ultimately, you know, a lot of media makes money on advertising. That's where a lot of it comes from, sponsorships. Um, you know, if you think of a magazine, like a, a traditional paper magazine, there's ads inside. And so... If you have a very specific viewership and if you have an audience which different companies want access to, then mm -hmm. you can make money from advertising. That, that's how, that's how the news makes money. If you think of newspapers or even, um, any news channel, there's ads, um, magazines, um, uh, websites that have, you know, again, ads, whether it's Google ads or affiliate links to Amazon. These are all legitimate sources of revenue and they are, that's how businesses, that's how businesses in any sector that are media related mm -hmm. make money. You, you can also branch out and start doing events. You can start doing courses. Um, you know, you can do consulting and all of that. What, what's amazing about media is because m people in the media, journalists and everyone who's related to the media, they have such a wide understanding of what's going on. That's, that's what we do is we're yeah. always looking for stories everywhere. And so we're, we're in a really interesting position because we, we don't get pigeonholed into focusing on one thing. You know, I'm as uh, the founder of sustainability champions, sustainability is a very broad topic. So I think yeah. about agriculture and farming. I'm also interested in stories about renewable energy, which ranges from solar to wind to um, even nuclear. I'm thinking about direct carbon capture, uh, direct, you know, where they're taking carbon out of the air and pumping it into the ground. I mean, these things are so wide, even, even you know, how can we find new ways to create cement and, and concrete that are more, all of this is interesting to me. And so when you have that much knowledge, you can really you can you can speak you can you can teach um 
so yeah, I mean, it's a very long-winded answer to your question, but yes, I believe there's a lot of room for it to be for-profit. I think it's a, the most important thing is to think about, first of all, why you're starting this business. Um, and because if you, if you understand that, then it will be really easy to, sorry, not really easy. It'll be easier to go through the challenging parts. I think the point that you said by just knowing your why, I think that is like during tough times, knowing your why actually helps you bounce back. So like, I feel that is one other element to it. Also, Daniel, that like how, what role has patience and consistency played in your journey towards building sustainability? Um, I'm laughing because I feel like those two words are ultimately the, there, there are probably multiple ingredients, um, to, um, to any form of success or mastery. And I think the two first ingredients are consistency and patience. Mm -hmm. Um, first of all, uh, you know, that's a never ending journey. You can never actually get there. Uh, you you can build a company and, and sell it and leave, and then you'll have to start something else eventually, or else you're just going to sit and stare at a wall. Um, yeah. But consistency and patience, I think, are the most important thing. And um, consistency is important because if you show up every day, even if you spend only 60 seconds, like literally one minute on building your business, uh, and I mean building it, not like you know, not doing something that, that doesn't actually grow it. But, you know, if, let's say you're writing a blog post and you want it to be 2,000 words. If you write one word a day, it'll take you a really long time, but eventually you will actually complete the blog post. And that's what consistency does. If you think about any river that, like the the Colorado River that built the, um, not built, but that created the um, the Grand Canyon, that's consistency. Every day the water just keeps flowing. And there's a lot of patience there. That took probably millions of years to make. But eventually it gets there in the end. And so um, patience, and, patience and consistency are, in my opinion, the, the root of and the foundation of any success and any journey. Also, you know, like, uh, since, uh, like, this is what we read and like, while we were de- doing some research that since farming had had a major role in motivating you to take sustainability champions. And since then, like, you know, you have had so many people of this genre on your show. What do you think is the future of sustainable farming? Um, yeah, this is personally one of my, one of the areas that I'm most interested in. Um, so I think agriculture is, well, first of all, people need to eat. So agriculture will always be a part of our lives and and it's not something that we you know we we eat every day hopefully um and and so sustainable agriculture i think is a major player in moving towards a a sustainable future so i think there's a few interesting things that are happening in agriculture number one is um a movement towards more regenerative style farming. So that's yeah. where you really work with nature to, mm-hmm. to farm. Um, and I think it's brilliant because you see biodiversity going up on farms. Uh, the soil starts to heal. There's so much good that comes from it. And it turns out, even if you introduce, um, and I know this is a point of contention, um, but what I'm, what I've been seeing is that even if you tr- introduce um, farm animals like, cows or sheep to the farm it actually encourages growth and and it can sequester more carbon than 
those animals emit. Um, so that that's one interesting area of regenerative farming. And I think um, they're also substantially more productive. So one acre of, mm. of land on a regenerative farm makes much more food and different types of food than one acre of conventional farming. So I think that's a really important way to continue feeding an ever-growing population on the planet. Uh, there's other interesting things uh, in terms of like indoor farming. So um, vertical farming where you're actually building a, you, you go inside a, a large warehouse, for instance, and you build farms. They're, they're basically greenhouses, but they're much more, um, yeah. they're much more technologically advanced and, and you can grow food right in the middle of the city. You can pick it an hour or two before it, it goes to the restaurant. Um, and so the reason why that's so sustainable is because, especially if you're using renewable energy to, to power it, um, there's no travel and the food is extremely fresh and it's growing in, in ways that is, basically ideal for the plant's growth. Um, a third really interesting technological advance that's being, that's really moving quickly right now is um, cell-based meat. So this is real meat. It's not any sort of fake or vegetable-based um, proteins. It's real meat taken from the cells of animals. There's multiple ways to do it, um, but you basically grow meat in, um, in a culture, in a lab, and then you collect it and you yeah. can make a real meat hamburger um, mm. and it doesn't require the animal. So I think these are huge opportunities, all three of them. Um, there are, there's a lot of other uh, areas for, for growth, but I think um, the agriculture sector produces so much carbon uh, emissions. It also produces a lot of pollution from fertilizers and other inputs that if we're able to if we're able to really move into a sustainable agricultural future, I think it'll solve so many issues on its own. And um, and I think it's really one of the most important ways that we can live in harmony with nature. That's pretty amazing. And, you know, my next question to you would be that what do you think can motivate people and make them feel more confident while taking up, say, eco-entrepreneurship or what I call as climatepreneurship? So these are the few things which I have all like been listening from students or from youth that, okay, so this is a big problem. Like, will my steps even make a difference? Or, you know, how should I start? Is this even going to be a business? That is, again, one thing. So what do you think are the elements which will actually motivate someone to be on this path? I think it, it comes back to knowing what's important to you and to that mm -hmm. idea of, you know, why, why, why in the first place, ask yourself, because right. if, you know, when you start thinking about the, I mean, even my, my journey, I started with a podcast where I interviewed my, my dad and stepmom mm -hmm. and you, you could say at that very beginning, that first journey, well, you're not really doing anything. I mean, you're just talking, you're recording a call with your, with your family. Um, but this is very cliche, but you know, a sing, um, a thousand mile journey starts with a single step. The point is that, the point is that, you know, I started with that call, um, and then a second call uh, recording podcast recording, then a third, and then eventually it turned into 80. And in the meantime, we had started this Instagram thing. And, and every single time you take a step forward, what you realize, you, you learn more and you would never be able to see any of, of that from where you were standing before. It's like, it's like going up in an elevator on, on a skyscraper. You can't possibly imagine 
what you'll see from the 10th floor when you're standing on the on the first floor. And when you get to the 10th floor, you can't imagine what's on the 20th floor in, until you get there. And the view keeps changing and you realize more and more and more about what's important to you, what impact you want to make. And so sometimes you have to start in a place you start and it doesn't look like anything is actually happening. But as you keep going, this comes back to your first question about consistency and patience as you keep going and as you commit to it and, and just take your time. This is, there's a lot of talk about the 20, you know, making sure we hit our 2030 goal. And yes, we need to rush, but, and, and we need to move quickly, but um, it's better to, there's all sorts of phrases around, around this, you know, uh, better to um, to measure twice, cut once, or uh, the Navy SEALs say, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. So this idea of take your time because it's much mm -hmm. faster than rushing and making a bunch of mistakes and then having to go back. Yeah. So be be patient. Um, you don't need to you know invent the next nuclear power plant that you know does all of these things tomorrow. There's a lot of people working on this. Your job is to focus on what you're good at and focus on what you can control and focus on what uh, what you're passionate about. And when you do that, yes. we all work together because everyone has different passions, different interests, different strengths. And mm -hmm. and it's it's basically a um, it's it's a web and it's like a, um, a quilt. There's a bunch of little pieces and every piece has mm -hmm. its place. So yes. as long as you focus on what 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 feels right to you you will be making an impact and you will be doing what's right for, for, for you, for us and, and for the, for the environment. And don't let anyone discourage you from taking the path that feels best for you. And that, that's not just about sustainability. That's, that's anything. I think I'm so glad that you said that, you know, like I've always felt this thing that just imagine if everyone just, you know, followed their skills and just incorporated climate action into mm. it, the kind of revolution it would be, you know, and I feel that it's just that we all imperfect pieces coming together in our own diverse mm. ways. Someone could love painting, music, you know, say electric. So it's just doing in our own ways. Also, Daniel, that since we were talking about discovering what you want to do, I want to know that how did you discover that you want to be into the media space? I think for me, I, I've always um, had a wide variety of interests. And I'm, I guess I'm just, um, I, have, I have a lot of curiosity about a lot of things and I enjoy learning new things. Mm -hmm. And the reason I, I liked media um, or or it started really with the podcast. The reason I like pod the podcast was because it allowed me to talk to so many different people uh, from so many different spaces and sectors. So, and that that's cool because I, I didn't need to just pigeonhole myself into, you know, I'm yeah. only going to focus on agriculture and anything outside that is more of, that's just mm -hmm. interesting, but I'm not allowed to really spend, quote unquote, allowed to spend time mm -hmm. on those things because... I'm interested only in agriculture and I, I didn't really want to, um, I didn't really want to just get stuck in that one space. So, or, or in any space. Um, so instead of building kind of like a product business where, you know, I'm going to be making up this product that helps farmers do this or whatever it is. Um, I figured that creating a media channel really will allow me to experience the entire sustainability field and all of the various industries with with in it um and i i don't need to really worry about getting pigeonholed and if some new technology comes out 
I can learn about that and, and spend time learning about that. And at the same time, going back to other things that I, that I like and that I think the audience knows. And so, uh, personally, I just found it, it's just so much fun to be able to, to talk about so many different things, go to all sorts of different types of events. Um, and it's all, it's all related to, to what I'm doing, which is, you know, learning and about sustainability and talking about the great work that's being done in the field. And, you know, like uh, the community that you have built, I would say building a community of over, you know, 100K to be exact, 122K on Instagram is not a one night mm. thing, you know, like sometimes people might say, okay, you know, it just happened overnight, but only you as a person know that the kind of nights, the kind of courage, the kind of, you know, the moments when you didn't feel like working and you felt, okay, no, let's just do this one post, let's just do this one recording. Those were those moments that truly led you here today. So I want to know from you, Daniel, that what were the things that you today feel that you did right that really helped you build sustainably champions the way it is today i think um one of the most important things um in addition to like we said that there's a lot of ingredients to the recipe um Mm. patience and consistency i think that i did that and i'm still doing that right that's a that's a big part but the other thing is is creating a team um this is not i'm not the only one who's working on sustainability champions. I have uh, an amazing team that is working really hard and who's, who I believe sees the vision, understands the vision. Um, and really without my team, I don't sustainability champions would not even be close to where it is right now. Um, and that's, I can say that confidently. And, um, so it's really about surrounding yourself with people who, who you work well with, who you trust, um, who understand what you're, what you're going for and who are also invested and passionate about either the topic or building the company. Uh, and so that investing in my, in my team is a huge, was one of the, the most, if not the most important decision I made, uh, for sustainability champions. Uh, and I think going back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, those, days when it's really difficult and you don't want to do it. And I always thought, you know, oh, if I'm just, if I just start something I'm passionate about, it's going to be so easy always. And I'll, I'll just wake up and I'll be like, what do I want to do today? Don't even need to ask myself that question. I'm just going to do the thing I love. But actually it turns out, yes, I am very passionate about this and I love it. And when I look back on, on everything we've done and, and the future plans that, that I have, I'm so excited for it all. But that doesn't mean that there are days where I'm just like, I'm tired. I don't want to do this. You know, I just want to like sit and play, um, you know, Candy Crush or whatever it is. And um, we we all go through that. And I think another decision that I made, which I did, which was right, um, and this took a this took a couple of years to get there, was to take a break. Sometimes it's just so important to just stop, and not think about it for a while, not think about your business. You have to go on holiday. You have to go on vacation. Even if it just means staying at home and just not opening up your laptop to work for a little while. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just so crucial. Your mental health, your emotional health is number one. And because if you're not physically or emotionally or mentally able to give to your business, then you can't provide value. Uh, and the way you pr- the way you get that emotional, physical sometimes and, and mental and spiritual strength is by resting. Yeah. Um, and so now meditation is a really important part of my day. 
because every day I realize I, I need to, to feel refreshed. But also, you know, every few months, it's important to take a few days off. Every year, I think it's important to take a couple weeks off. Um, and it's easy to do during Christmas and, and the holiday season. Um, and and to me, it's, yeah, maybe not the most, maybe not the most um, uh, helpful piece of advice, but it's what I realized most recently for me is the most important is to take a break. And when when you when we're constantly bombarded with negativity, um, or when you realize all the time just how much work there is to do, it can be really overwhelming. And so taking a break, taking a step back and just having fun and, you know, enjoying your life while, while we're, while, while we're here is really important. And it makes you realize it also, re- you also remember why you're doing what you're doing when you have time yes. to spend with family, with friends mm-hmm. on your own, taking a walk in nature. Um, it, all of these things come into clearer focus. And when you come back to work, you're, you're refreshed and, and ready to go in, to go in a hundred percent. No, definitely. I know with me also, like this sort of break really helps to you know reconnect with myself mm. and sometimes just look towards the bigger mm. picture that we sometimes, you know, might just miss in some daily no's or some daily, you know, little, little failures that we might achieve and we might feel, okay, this is not working. Or for example, a particular podcast or a particular post doesn't get that many shares, that many downloads. Sometimes, you know, it feels like, okay, is this, is this even going to make sense? But those breaks actually help us look towards the bigger picture. That's very true. So my final two questions to you would be, Daniel, that what are some of the opportunities that you see in the climate media space for any aspiring entrepreneurs or for youth to enter? Or let's say, what are some of the problem statements that you feel exist? Um, I think the biggest opportunity, um, the biggest opportunities is really just niches. Um, So sustainability champions is very broad, which has its pros and cons. The pros, as I was mentioning earlier i don't need to pigeonhole myself i can talk about whatever i want i like that yeah. personally um but the cons are the, kind of the downside of that is that it's infinite and so sometimes i don't know what what should we talk about next because sometimes i feel like oh we're talking about farming now i really like that that's really interesting let's talk about that more and more and more but then i realized well this is sustainability champions we're not like farming champions so i need to actually move over here and so yeah it, it that requires a balance, but there. If you think about industry magazines, you know, like I mean, we're talking about farming a lot. So there's going to be industry magazines about farming for farmers. Um, I'm sure there's there are industry mag. Well, there's industry magazines about cars, about anything you could possibly think of. Yeah. There's an industry magazine, and so for the the for the media space, you can niche down on a specific sector within sustainability so you could come up with a um uh, a media channel that focuses specifically on renewable energy you can come up with a media channel that focuses on regenerative agriculture or um climate uh like green financing that's a huge opportunity there's as this whole sustainability and and a lot of people still call it esg as it continues to grow money is starting to really flow into this space. And so that's an interesting thing is, you know, talking about the investing side. So I I don't think we're going to run out of space at all, anytime in the near future. Um, And um, in fact, in general, I I just don't think you can ever run out of space. I think even in a really, really impacted um, 
uh, sector where there is like 150 companies all doing the same thing, there's still space for someone else. Because if you can find your unique angle and if you can find your unique way, and if you're looking at all these 150 companies and you realize, you know what, they're still not doing this one thing. Well, that's where you come in. And yeah, it's great that there's 150 competitors because that means that that space is full of money, full of opportunity. The biggest the biggest um, red flag for any entrepreneur should be when you go into a space and you don't have a single competitor at all. Um, mm. In fact, when you're raising money and you're speaking to investors, one of the first questions they'll ask is, who are your competitors? And if you say no one, it's great. They'll say, I'm not interested in this opportunity because if there's no yeah. opportunities, uh, sorry, if there are no competitors, that means there's no opportunity. Mm. So don't worry about, you know, don't worry about not having enough space. Uh, just goes going back to what I was saying earlier. If you have an, an interest that you want to talk about, that you want to write about, that you want to speak to different entrepreneurs about, whether it's um, you know a podcast or again like a magazine or, or some sort of news channel, whatever it is, there is space because it's okay to interview the same person on multiple channels. I mean, if you think about famous musicians or actors, or um, they're interviewed on multiple channels. And that's okay. Some people actually love to see the same actor speaking about the same movie on five different channels because the questions are different. The approach is different. The, mm, the conversation yeah. ends up being different. So don't worry. Like, don't worry about running out of space or, you know, if you see sustainability champions or the climatepreneur show and you think, oh, well, they're already doing it. So I can't do it. That's not true. Yeah. You can do it. There's going to be people who don't resonate with me or with you, Shweta, mm -hmm. but they'll resonate with you, whoever's listening, because of yes. the way that you talk. Maybe you're way funnier than I am, and people love that. Mm -hmm. And so they want to have like a, almost like a comedy show. There you go. That's another way to do it. Make it a yeah. comedy show. Make it fun. Or it could be super serious. There's, It doesn't matter. Like You're unique, yes. and your approach is different than mine, than Shweta's, than every single other person on the planet. And so whatever you choose to do, there is space. And yeah, maybe you can call us competitors, but I see us more as perhaps collaborators who focus on different ways of sharing the story and making sure that as many people as possible hear the important message about moving forward with sustainability. I'm so glad that you said that. And I think also that there are for some reasons we call as, you know, like human libraries and we, I think we all are filled with like so even you me and any other person they're like so many experiences so many learnings and every time a new person interviews or a new worst person talks he gets out a completely different side so you know like there are some people who i actually love and just i just go on spotify and just search their name and literally listen to every podcast they have been on exactly and every time i get to you know see a different side maybe the person says the same thing but the kind of format the kind of you know the you know the little little mm -hmm. things i think that is what matters and i'm like super like glad that you said that thing and then yes we all bring our unique selves to the table also daniel my last question to you is are you proud of yourself and what is the element that you love about yourself uh, so i am i am very proud of myself um because this was starting sustainability champions um was a challenge um for me it, it required it required taking risks it required kind of breaking some mm -hmm. some social barriers or some self-beliefs that i had um and so so i'm very proud of myself for, for doing that and um and i think 
within the context of, of this conversation, one thing that I really do love about myself is the fact that I'm willing to, to push beyond um, what I think is possible for me. And I'm willing to go out of the comfort zone. And I'm, I'm aware of when I have that element of fear because this is something new, something different. I've never done it before. What if, what if I fail? And you get that negative spiral and then you sort of yeah. feel the fear and, and do it anyway. And I'm not, you know, brilliant at it. I'm not an expert, but I do it. And sometimes it's very, very small. Um, you know, it's, um, I feel this, this barrier. I want to do something new. Okay. So let's, let's start with something so tiny that I can't say no to it. And that way I get just a tiny little, tiny little step in that direction. And, and again, going back to consistency and patience and that little step makes me realize actually this isn't so bad. It's a little bit uncomfortable, but it's not so bad. And so then I take another step and again, it's not as bad. It's, it's not so bad, but it's a little bit uncomfortable and, and you keep going and keep going. And, go, and before you know it, you're learning, you're growing and things are, yes. are building. And even if, even when I make a mistake or when I fail, you know, I always care. I, I like to write my journal and, and think about, you know, how can I do it better? Um, and, and you realize actually failure is not fatal. It's okay. Um, and so these are, these are the kind of elements that are really, that I love about myself is that I'm, I'm able to do that. And, um, and I love that process of growth um, and really examining who I am and, and how I can become a better version of myself. Incredible. And, you know, like this, I just read this one thing on Instagram. Actually, someone posted this thing that, you know, when you are moving, like when you're swimming against the water currents, mm -hmm. it might seem very difficult, but it is during that point when your core muscles are getting strengthened and when the wave will be in your direction, you can just move faster. That's very true. So, you know, I feel that that's there. And Daniel, thank you so much for doing what you do. You genuinely have no idea how much you inspire people. I know it's it, it's not an easy journey. It's not an overnight task. And I know that you have a long way to go, Daniel. So kudos to you. And thank you so much for doing this well, today. Thank you very much for the kind words, Shweta. And I appreciate being uh, asked to be on the show. So thank you for, for having me here. Thank you, Daniel. 